Good afternoon and welcome to Letter to Philippi Live. Good afternoon, welcome to Letter to Philippi Live, our daily broadcast focused on teaching verse for verse through Paul's letter to the Philippians, Letter to Philippi. And this is coming to you as an initiative of lettertophilippi.org, a new Messian and Jewish theological teaching organization. And uh, we have this begin our this initiative on June first of last year, and in 2021 we went through three times through Paul's letter to the Philippians, and on January third, Monday of this week, we began the fourth time teaching through Paul's letter to Philippi, the letter to the Philippians, this little book in the in the Berichadashah in the New Testament, which is full of so much powerful teaching about living life to become more and more like the Messiah. And we will be continuing on in our study today, looking at Philippians chapter 1, verses 7 through 11, a section that I entitled today, Love and Longing for the People in Philippi. As now Paul has begun his letter to the people in Philippi, he's now speaking more and more about his love were the people in Philippi based on their working with him to make the Messiah known, to be lights for the Messiah of Israel within the dark world that they live in. Their world in Philippi, which is full of various different different pagan gods, pagan religions, but they are now brought into understanding they're living within the context of the God of Israel. This mostly Gentile congregation or what the first people who were, who were part of the congregation, including Lydia, were Jews, or at least God-fearers. So most of the congregation in Philippi is made up of former pagans who are now redeemed Gentiles, and now moving from their pagan backgrounds, to living within con- the context of the God of Israel and following the Messiah of Israel. So today we'll be looking at verses 7 through 11, this letter that Paul sent to the people of Philippi near the end of his life. This is basically his final words to this community that, that means so much to him. We'll begin with a word of prayer, and then we'll go into our study looking at Philippians 1, chapter 7 through 11, here on Letter to Philippi Live, an initiative of letterdophilippi.org, a new Messian Jewish theological organization. You can find out more at letterdophilippi.org. O Lord, your good, we thank you, we bless your holy name. We thank you for each day that we have to look into your holy words and to see these words of your holy servant, Paul, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we know the Messiah, that we that we have come to see you in Yeshua. And may we be lights for, for you within this world and help people to come to know you because of this work of sharing these words of your holy servant, Lord. Thank you for this day. We thank you for Yeshua, who is our life. And in his holy name we pray. Amen. So again, welcome to Letter to Philippi Live, our daily broadcast Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Chicago Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and 10 p.m. Jerusalem Time. So uh, we'll be looking today at Philippians 1, verses 7 through 11, Look, as Paul continues to speak about his love and longing to be with the people in Philippi. So we will go to our, our scripture up on the board. So we'll be looking at verses 7 to start. 
which reads, It is right for me to think this way about you all, because I have you on my heart. For whether I'm in chains or defending and establishing the good news, you are all sharing with me in this privileged work. Let's read that again. It is right for me to think this way about you all, because I have you on my heart. Whether I'm in chains or defending and establishing the good news, you are all sharing with me in this privileged work. Pauler speaks of his deep affection for the Philippians, who have been supportive of his work of making the Messiah known, and have demonstrated their faithfulness to the Messiah. His love for them is grounded in their faithfulness and love for him expressed by them in their daily life. In the use of the word synchronous, or sharing, Pauler commends the Philippians for their participation in doing outreach work based on his example. Also, given that Paul was in prison, he appreciated the Philippians' continuing love and partnership as he waits an impending capital trial before the emperor. So Paul here in this first verse is, is sharing how he has a deep affection for the people in Philippi, that they have been faithful to the message of the Messiah that he brought to them, and also faithful to making the Messiah known in Philippi, that though he was away, they were continually being faithful to God, faithful to the work of making the Messiah known, and faithful to him in, in prison, as we see that, that they have sent a member of their community, Epaphroditus, to be with Paul in his Roman imprisonment. And that, and that he speaks about them sharing with him in this privileged work, that that they not only, they not only were followers of what he taught, supporters of what he was doing in work, but they were sharing with him in his work by being a continuing example of his, of his life, the example of, the, of that he put forward for them, and they continued to be faithful to the message of the Messiah, that they were an example to him of those who are faithful to the message given to them, and they lived it out, and they were partnering with Paul, though they were separated by distance from Rome to Philippi. There was a continuing, continuing partnership and work between them, both in their physical activities, their financial support of Paul in prison, their sending of Epaphroditus, a member of the community, to be with Paul in prison, and their general work to continue the work that Paul began within Philippi. So they continue to be partnering with him in the work of the Messiah. In verse 8 we read, Paulder calls on God as his witness to his deep love for the Philippians. This act reflects ancient custom to invoke the name of a deity, to back the integrity of your words. Paul had a deep love for the Messianic community in Philippi. In verse 3 above, he shared with them, I thank my God every time I think of you. 
His love for them was grounded in the Philippian service and sacrifice for him. Paul so identified his being a Messiah that here he can share with the Philippians that his love for them reflected the love Yeshua had for them. And through Paul, they know the love of Messiah Yeshua. So Paul, Paul, as we saw earlier in in verse 3 yesterday, that Paul was was speaking about that whenever he thought of the people of Philippi, whenever he thought about the community in in Philippi, the Philippians, he he accepted it with joy and he thanked God for it. that, that, That every remembrance of these people in Philippi was a moment of thankfulness to God for, for Paul. And he's continuing this, this concept of sharing with them how deeply love them. That he, he, he speaks here that, that, that his love for them can be, is backed by, by the love of God for them. That, that Paul, Paul reflected upon them, his deep love for them, reflecting from the deep love that God had for them, the deep love of the Messiah for them, and he backs up his claim of his love for the Philippians by saying that he's sharing with them the very love of God for them. In verse 9, continue our, we read, And this is my prayer, that your love may be more and more overflow in fullness of knowledge and depth of discernment. We read that again. And this is my prayer, that your love may more and more overflow in fullness of knowledge and depth of discernment. Paul here calls the Philippians to grow deeper in their love for one another and love of God and his Messiah. They will grow in discernment and knowledge of the truth. They will grow to stand against false teaching from within and without the community. Paul calls for the people in Philippi to overflow with wisdom and discernment, that they can stand against any distraction from the pagan world. And this is something we can we can look at in our own lives that Paul's calling, calling to be overflow with wisdom and discernment and knowledge that comes from studying the scriptures, from seeking knowledge about God, a knowledge about the truth. So as to stand against any false teaching, both within or without our Messianic communities. Paul comes to stand against any distractions to their faith, including the false teachers who would teach new truths outside the firm foundation that Paul had played for them. Rather than focusing on health or financial gain, as was common in pagan prayers, Paul demonstrated this prayer for the Philippians is to grow in their knowledge of God and their daily walk serving Him. As Paul, as, as we say here in, in many, many uh, pagan prayers at the time, there was a focus on, on health and wealth and financial gain and all kinds of, of uh, pursuits outside of, outside of the spiritual. But Paul here is, is in his prayer for the Philippians is calling them to have the knowledge and depth of discernment about the things of God, about the truth about God, the truth about Messiah, and to be able that the people be overflowing with their knowledge of, of what is the truth, 
they can stand against what is false in their world. In verse 10 we read, so that you'll be able to determine what is best and thus be pure and without blame for the day of Messiah. This call for building of discernment is essential to keep the Philippians on the right path without distraction as they strive for the day of Messiah and the Messianic kingdom. In Philippi, there are many false teachings, but Paul calls on the Philippians who have the discernment to choose the best path, the godly path. They can stand blameless as they await the day of Messiah. Paul urges those in Philippi to wisely choose the best that God has for them and do not settle for a lesser way of living for God. In short, they are to live blameless lives of purity. So Paul here is calling the people that they continue to build up their knowledge, build up their their discernment of what is right and what is wrong, and and calls them to be able to so that they can stand pure and without blame on the day of Messiah Yeshua. That they were to seek out the best, to seek out the highest level of purity and righteousness and understanding of God and not to settle for anything less than what is the best, the best, the highest knowledge, the highest pursuit of the God of Israel. And finally, we'll be looking at verse 11 for today, which reads, Filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through the Messiah Yeshua, to the glory and praise of God. Read that again. Filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Yeshua the Messiah, to the glory and praise of God. All of this learning in communal life, all of this gaining of knowledge and gaining of discernment, should lead to righteousness and right living that shows fruit, tangible demonstrations of the work of the Spirit of God, the Ruach Kodesh, in their lives. In Galatians 5.22, Paul gives examples of what the fruit of righteous life should be. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, and self-control. Let me read those again. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, self-control. In bearing fruit with such values, Paul teaches the people in Philippi that they bring glory and praise to the God of Israel, thereby modeling the Messiah who brought glory to the Father as shown in Yeshua's high priestly prayer in Yochanan 17.4, where Yeshua our Messiah said, I glorified you on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. So we see here in this final verse that the focus of of this life, the focus of having this knowledge of God, having this discernment, is so that one produces tangible fruit, tangible demonstration of their knowledge of God and their, their service for God through demonstrating the fruit of living in the Spirit, 
And we said we have these 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 examples here that Paul gives in, in Galatia, where he talks about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, and self-control as as values to to uh, seek to show in one's life and to be examples of one who's following the God of Israel and living living within the life, the new life of being a follower of Yeshua. So Paul's calling people in Philippi to demonstrate their knowledge of God, demonstrate their discernment understanding of what is true and what is right, demonstrated by a life that shows love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, and self-control. That will conclude our time today as we looked at Philippians 1, verses 7 through 11 in our continuing ongoing study through the book of Philippians. We looked today at the love and longing that Paul had for the people in Philippi. Tomorrow we'll be looking at, at verses 12 through 14, a section entitled Paul in Chains and the Spread of the Gospel. We'll look at Paul sharing about his time in prison and how the message of the Messiah is going forth even though he is in chains in Rome. The message of the Messiah is going forth and people, even in the, even in the Roman household, people are coming to know the Messiah because he is there imprisoned. And that will be tomorrow at, at 12 p.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Chicago time, 3 p.m. Eastern time, 10 p.m. Jerusalem time, as we continue our study. And we'll be looking at, uh, as I said, Philippians 1, 12 through 14, and our ongoing study here at Letter to Philippi Live, an initiative of, of uh, Letter to Philippi.org, a new Messian and Jewish theological teaching organization, of which our first initiative has been this daily ongoing study through Paul's letter to Philippi, Letter to Philippi Live broadcast. And my name is Sean Imsley. I'm both the founder of Letter to Philippi and the teacher of this class. And we'll this is a continuing, this is now our fourth time going through the Letter to Philippi since we started in June 1st of 2021. And we're now started into our fourth time going through the book of Philippians. Again, we'll be looking at Philippians 1, 12 to 14 tomorrow. And again, if you have any questions about the work of Letter to Philippi, go to lettertophilippi.org. There you can fill out a contact form, ask any questions you have about us. You can leave a prayer request when we're praying for you. You can watch previous class videos on our uh, teaching page. You can purchase a copy of our Messian Commentary in Philippians on our resources page. On our giving page, you can make a much-needed financial contribution to the work of Letter to Philippi, either a one-time or ongoing contribution. You can read our Messianic book reviews, and I said we'll be adding two more this month, our next one being Besora by Rabbi Kinzer and uh, Rabbi Resnick. You can read about our, our mission statement, our statement of beliefs. And again, if you have any questions, you can, you can use our contact form to, to, to send any questions prayer requests. We want to be working with you, you who are the ones who are watching this program and want to be available to you as your, as your internet connection, your, your, virtual, your virtual synagogue here 
sharing the word of the, about the Messiah and also caring for those who are out there and being a source of teaching and ministry to you. So thank you for watching. We uh, will conclude for today and uh, see you back tomorrow at 12 p.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Chicago time, 3 p.m. Eastern time, 10 p.m. Jerusalem time. And uh, actually 10 p.m. Jerusalem tomorrow. Tomorrow will be in Shabbat. So our, those in Jerusalem will be Shabbating our class tomorrow night. So uh, thank you for watching. Shalom for now. And uh, we will see you tomorrow as we look at Philippians 1, 12-14, Paul in Chains and the Spread of the Gospel. Thank you for watching. Shalom.